Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us for this time today. We hope that this message will encourage you, build your faith, and help you thrive with God and thrive in life. Now to the message. Hey, we're in a series this month in January. We are calling Take the Land. Take the land. And uh, we're, we're talking about, so God gave Israel a promised land. He said, this is a land. He promised it to Abraham. This is your land. And there were times where Israel actually needed to take the land. God provided it, said, this is what I've prepared for you. I've, uh, this is my plan. But there were times where they needed to actually take the land. And Today, because of Jesus, now we actually have better promises, a better covenant, and that today that, that we too have uh, the promises of God are yes and amen. That he has, uh, uh, John 10.10 10 says that I've come, Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life to the full. See, he has a promised land for you. Um, of full of his promises, his plans for you, uh, for peace, for joy, for you to flourish in every area of your life. And, and, and we actually, just like the Israelites, we need to take the land. You need to step forward in what God has for you. So we're talking about how do we do this? How do we do this? Uh, the first week we said, you can't go back. We saw the Israelites that, uh, that when they first come to a challenge, they thought, okay, let's go back. Let's go back to Egypt, a place of where they're in bondage and in slavery, and, and how we can, at times, we want to go back. Go back to the old, go back to the, the old way of doing things, go back to the old way of thinking, and, but you can't step into the fullness of what God has for you if you keep going back to Egypt. You can't go back. You need to press forward in what God has for you. Then we also said, uh, last week, we talked about Joshua, how God said, be strong and courageous for the Lord is with you. And maybe you're like, oh yeah, that's a great scripture. Or maybe you're like, you hear that scripture, and that, that's actually a discouraging scripture. I feel no, not, not strong or courageous right now. And we said this is that practice makes courage. That it's not you're born courageous or you're not, but it takes courage to step into what God has for you. To step forward into the new that God has. But it's not that you're born courageous or you're not. But practice makes courage. That taking daily steps in obedience to God. That practice will produce courage in you. So that you can be strong and courageous. Because the Lord is with you. And uh, so we're going to continue. Uh, build on all of that. Uh, so we have went from Moses lamenting. They didn't go in. We looked at the spies. We went to Joshua. And they stepped, took a foot step into the promised land. And we're going to continue this week. Um, do you run much? Yeah, me neither. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm more of a biker. Um, but uh, uh, last summer, uh, I decided I'm going to go for a run. And uh, I, I had it in my head, like, okay, I'm going to go uh, past this field. I'm going to go down there. And I'm going to, you know, I, I had it planned in my mind. And you know, of course, as you do, you put your running shoes on. I've got my running stuff on. I've got the, the good music. Like, that's key. I don't know what you did before. Um, listen to the birds. Um, so I was, I was ready. I'm like, okay, here we go. Here we go. And I start running. I start going. And then I'm about a, I don't know, for the sake of telling a bunch of people, I'm about seven blocks in, not four. Um, about four blocks in. And I start to feel something in my calves. I'm running and I'm starting to feel some pain. 
I'm starting to feel some aching. And I start going, and it goes from a run to like a sort of a limp walk. And uh, I make it about four blocks. And my, I'm like, they're like so sore, and they're aching and cramping. And so, and then someone's passing by, so I pull out my phone, look like I'm just stopping to text. It's not that I can't run. <laughs> and, and, then, and then finally, I'm like, I, I'm trying to go further, but my, 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 my legs are so aching, they're aching legs that I can't go further, and I'm just, well, that was my run, all four blocks of it, and uh, well, I've since worked on that, or working, it's a work in progress, thriving, it's a process, okay, people, uh, <laughs> uh, but because of because of my aching, I, did, I had, I had a, a place there I wanted to go, but I didn't go that far. I knew, okay, I'm going to go way down there. I, had, I knew it was there for the running, but I only went about four blocks in. And today we're going to look at a man in the Bible named Achan. I had Achan muscles, and we'll look at a man in the Bible. His name was Achan, uh, spelled A-C-H-A-N. And like my run, though, Achan only went so far. There was the promised land ahead of him, but he only went so far and stopped. He, there was so much more that he could have gone into, but he only went so far into the land that God had promised him. Now see, Joshua and the children of Israel, they, they went into the promised land, and the first obstacle they faced was Jericho a walled city. And, and God gave them instruction, okay, go take this city, march around it once a day for six days quietly. The seventh day, march around seven times and then blow the trumpets and then everybody shout and I will deliver Jericho into your hands. And so they decide, yeah, we're, we're going to do this. I, I'm glad they learned from their mistakes of 40 years ago. We are going to do this. And so they go, and, and God not only does that, he also gives them more instruction. We see this in Joshua 6, verse 16. The seventh time around, as the priests uh, sounded the long blast on their horns, Joshua commanded the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the town. Jericho and everything in it must be completely destroyed as an offering to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute and the others in the house will be spared, for she protected our spies. Do not take anything set uh, apart for the destruction, or yourselves will be completely destroyed. And you will bring trouble on the camp of Israel. Everything made of silver and gold, bronze and iron is to be sacred, which is set apart for God. For the Lord and must be brought into his treasury. So God says, take the land, but I have instruction for you. March around. You know that story. March around and, and then shout. But also, everything must be completely destroyed. And these things, iron, silver, gold, it is for me. It should not be touched. So put it into my treasury. And so they did as God said. They walked around the city on the final time. They, they blew their horns. They all shouted like you've never heard someone shout. And God brought the walls tumbling down. And the army went in and took the city. And they did exactly as God commanded. God delivered the city to them. 
There was a miraculous where God worked. We see in Joshua 1.24, then the Israelites burnt the town and everything in it. Only the things made of silver, gold, and bronze, and or iron were kept for the treasury of the Lord's house. So they did as what God had instructed. But here's where, we're, where we come across Achan. We come across Achan. In Joshua 7 verse 1, but Israel violated the instructions about the things set apart for the Lord. A man named Achan had stolen some of these dedicated things, so the Lord was very angry with the Israelites. Achan and his, his sons and the descendants, and they go on to the descendants. But he took what was the Lord's as his own. And, and like, what's the big deal? There's, there's a lot of spoil here. Like, what would you notice? A few things. Now, Joshua and the leadership of Israel did not know this. And they're like, whoa, sweet. Whatever we do, we win, 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 no matter what. Let's go. Um, and so they go to the next place, which is AI. And it's not like commanded by Siri or ChatGPT or anything like that. Um, it's a people called AI. And, uh, and so they go and they're like, they scouted out, like, there's not many people here. We're going to take them easily. We got this. Did you not see Jericho? And so we, they only sent 3,000 men into there to fight. And what happens is they got whooped. They got destroyed. Something that should have been so easy, they got destroyed. They, they, they were like, we got Jericho. They went to Ai and boom, they got smacked down. They lost. They were devastated. So all of Israel was devastated. Like, like not too long ago, God, you said, be strong and courageous for you're with me. And now we're against this and we're not moving forward. Um, And Joshua goes to God, God, what, what is happening? What is happening? Why is all this happening? Uh, God, I, I thought you said, be strong and courageous. And God responds in this is Joshua seven, verse 13. He says, get up, command the people to purify themselves in preparation for tomorrow. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, hidden among you, O Israel, are things set apart for the Lord. You will never defeat your enemies until you remove these things from you. You will never move forward. You will never defeat the enemy until you remove these things that are holding you back. You're keeping something that is is actually meant for me. And so they call everybody a town hall meeting, eventually they find the guy. They find that Achan in Israel. They find the thing that, the one that caused so that they could not go forward into what God had for them. They found Achan, and in Joshua 17, verse 20, Achan replied, it is true, I've sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. Among the plunder, I saw a beautiful robe from Babylon, 200 silver coins and a bar of gold weighing more than a pound. I wanted them so much, so I took them and they are hidden. They're hidden in the ground beneath my tent with the silver buried deeper than the rest. So he took a robe, he took gold, he took 200 silver coins, that was for the Lord. The Lord said, these are mine. These are set apart for me. This is a first fruit of all of what you're you're taking down. And through Achan's actions, we can really see that 
Achan thought or made the promised land is about me. Like, I deserve these things, and so it's about me. Like, we're taking the land, and so this is about me, obviously, so I should take this for myself. It's mine. I, I Did you not see my march? I deserve these. I took these. And he took them from the Lord. What, uh, what pride? Saying, this is about me. This is about me. And Achan didn't go forward or further into the promised land. Actually, if you read his account, he actually died. And I thank God for his grace and that... Uh, that his grace today and Jesus paying it all. But Achan made the promised land, what God had prepared, the things of God about him, about him. And because of that, he did not go further into the promised land, the land that God has because of pride. Pride says, it's about me. It's about me. So the title of my message today is My Aiken Pride. (laughs) My Aiken Pride. Now, just as Aiken did not go further because of pride in making the promised land, what was prepared for them about him, if we make taking the land or the promised land the things of God about me, the promises of God, what he has, that, that what is, is, is God's we take as our own, we will only go so far into what God has for us. You'll only go so far what Jesus says, I've prepared these things for you. You know, and good news is you won't die like Achan. Whew. But know what? When you make it all about you, your relationships might die. If, you, if you're like, God, I'm believing for, for, for like a good relationship or a marriage or I'm in a marriage, but you make it about you, it's going to kill that relationship. If, if, you, if you, you're like, okay, God, I want your plans, your purposes, but you make it about you, you're going to kill the plans and purposes and what God is trying to do in your life. You say, God, I, w- I want what you've prepared, peace and joy, but I want it's about me and I'm going to do it my way and my happiness. You're going to kill what God is trying to produce in your life. Or the provision that God has in his way, when I say me, my, I, my pride, doing it in my own way, I'm going to actually kill what God is trying to do. Now make no mistake. The promised land, if you will, the figuratively taking the land, it's for you. What God has prepared is for you, but it is not about you. There's a distinct difference there. You are called to taste and see that God is good, but it is not solely about you. Taking the land, know, know who it's for? It's actually for the Lord. It's for what he wants to do in and through you. So if your land is peace and joy that God has promised to you, it's for you, but it's not just about you. It's what God wants to work in and through you. What God has for you is for you, but it is not solely about you. See, the promised land for Israel was for them, absolutely. Like those grapes that they brought back and everything, yeah, they needed to taste and see, mm, this is good. 
milk and honey, yeah, I'll, ha- I'll take that on my cereal and waffle. Um, like, that was for them. But it wasn't about them. It was about what God wanted to work in and through them and accomplish. It was for his glory. Another way, it was for his cred. It was for him. See, what the Lord has for you, it, it, whatever that may be, stepping into the call and plans of God, to, to grow in what he has, to flourish in, your bi- in business or your career, to have thriving relationships, to walk in the promises of God. For maybe it's literally taking the land, like having a house and, and land to, to operate in peace and wholeness. It is for you, but God has a plan. It's, it's about him. It's about him. For you, it's prepared for you, but it's about him. And so when stepping into the promised land, when things are going, I think that's when my ache and pride can come up. It can come up. This, this land, this victory is about me. It's about me. This is about me. This is about mine. This is about what, what I'm doing, what I've done. You know, Achan took a robe from Babylon. He took gold and he took silver. And each one, I think, represents what we can be tempted with to do uh, as we step into the promised land, into what God has for you. Just so you know, in case you didn't catch it, God has got good things for you. He has a plan. He has purposes for you. Uh, that, that they are good plans for you. We're talking about how do we step into them. So each one rep- represents, I think, the robe a Babylonian robe, another empire that had many other gods. And we talked about this uh, in previous weeks about a robe really represents identity. We see the, the, the prodigal son, the father, he gives him a robe. It's the identity of, a fa- of, of his father. It's the identity. God today says that now your life is hidden in Christ, that now today your identity is in him. But what can happen is our pride can actually come up and we can make our identity about what we've accomplished, what we have. Where we step into the promised land in uh, just a little bit. As far as Jericho, look what I have. Look what I've done. Look what I've accomplished. Look at the, the success that I am having. I have done this. I've done this. And we give glory to ourselves uh, 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 that I've done this when it's actually credit needs to be God. You know, Achan, he only had that robe that he took because God brought down the walls. It, It wasn't Achan's nice marching and being quiet for seven days. It was the Lord is the reason why it was in his hands. See, it was the grace of God. It's the grace of God today that you flourish. In your, in your business, in your career. It's the grace of the Lord that, that you have the people you do in your life. It's the grace of God that he gives you favor. It's the grace of God that he gives you peace. It's the grace of God and the spirit of God that, oh, I have that idea. Why don't I try this? I find it interesting. Deuteronomy 8, in Deuteronomy 8, verse 12, it says this. This is Moses giving a warning to everybody about, hey, once you get into the promised land, once you get into the promised land. Here's what he says. Deuteronomy 8, 12, it says, For when you have been full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in, 
And when your flocks and herds have become very large and your silver and gold have multiplied among everything else, be careful. Do not become proud uh, at that time and forget the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. Do not forget that he led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its poisonous snakes and scorpions. Ugh, get into the promised land out of the wilderness right there. Snakes and scorpions. When it was hot and so dry, he gave you water from the rock. He fed you with manna in the wilderness, a food unknown to your ancestors. He did this to humble you and test you uh, for your own good. He did all this so that you would never say to yourself, I have achieved this wealth in my own strength and energy. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant he confirmed to you, uh, to your ancestors with an oath. Uh, do not forget do not forget. And why did Moses give this warning, uh, encouragement, you could say, by the Spirit of God? Is I think it can be easy to forget and to take cred when you're in the promised land. Look, uh, uh, when, when, we, when we've accomplished something or when we're there, it's like, oh yeah, this is good. This is good. Look at what I have done. And we can make our accomplishments our identity. Look what I have done. Gold, he, he stole gold, and we talked about how gold, back in Christmas, gold really is a, a gift for a king, that it's a gift for a king, and, uh, and really by taking it, I think it represents of trying to be the king of your own life, that, that now, what does a king do? He makes decrees, he says, this is the way I want it, and this is how it's going to be done. I think pride can say, now that I'm in the promised land, I'm going to be king and do it my own way. I'm going to do it my own way. This is my way. This is what I want to do. This is, I want to set my priorities this way. Uh, I want to do what makes me feel good. Now, as a pastor, I, I see people uh, who, they're like in that metaphorical Egypt. Like they're in a desperate situation, in bondage, completely bound. And, and they call on God, as we all should. As we read earlier, we call on God. He hears us. We call on God. They call on God. God, I need you. And he is faithful because he is. Today, if you're going through something, call on God. He is faithful. And what's amazing is then he brings people through. And we see miracles. And, or they like, God gives instruction. You start living the way that God instructs you to live. And you start doing what he says, and then, or maybe it's like, I'm starting to like, oh man, like I'm going through something. So I'm like now praying, I'm like, you know, coming to church, I'm like, read my Bible, and like Jericho comes down and like, things are doing better. Things are doing better. And then I can take it from here, I'm good. I, like, I'm, I'm out of Egypt, I'm good. I can take it from here. Uh, and stop allowing the Lord to set your way. Uh, like what God says now becomes a suggestion when it says, when it's like, I'm the king of my life, God, I, I, yeah, thank you. I'll take what you say under suggestion. What was once a lifetime or a lifeline rather of like, God, what do you need me to do? Lead me, guide me. Like, God, I don't know how to get out. Oh, wow. You opened the Red Sea. Do I go now? Do I not? Like, and go. Okay. What was that now is I'll, I'll take it under consideration, God. Yeah. I'll take it under consideration. 
I, God, I, like, I, I'll, I'll, I'll do what you say when I'm able. Like, I'll pray when, when I'm able to do it. Yeah, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll assemble when, uh, when, it, when it works for me. Um, and we, we can forget about what brought us here, what brought you here, his ways of doing things. Pride says, I've got it from here. However, John uh, 14, verse 6, Jesus says this. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The only way to find life is truly by following him, living a life surrendered to him, and that he would lead you and guide you, that he would lead you and guide you further into what he has for you. And the third thing Achan took, right? We're talking about the pride that can, at times, keep you out. Uh, well, the third thing that Achan took was 20 pieces of silver. And what is silver? What does this represent? I think really what this represents is uh, they use silver for purchasing. I think it represents money. Uh, in Exodus 30, actually, God instructs them to give silver unto the Lord as an offering. In the Bible, it says that bring all the tithes, 10% of your increase, uh, into the Lord's house. Scripture tells us that the tithe belongs to the Lord, uh, to bring it to the place where you're planted and not giving. And, and I think we can respond like Achan of like, because mm, like, it's interesting. It says that, that the, the, 20, the 200 pieces of silver were buried the deepest. Okay. Why is that? I think because sometimes it's like, okay, I'll follow you in this way, Lord. Yeah, I'll forgive. Like, they were a jerk to me, Lord, but I'll forgive because you said, I don't, like, you love me. I'll, 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 I'll read your word. I'll pray. But in this area, mm, I'll, I'll take it from here. I got it from here. Uh, I, or I, I really, I can't do this right now. I can't do this right now. Maybe at a better time. God, every other area of, your, of my life, but not this deepest one. However, what's interesting is... It's actually for us that God has designed that for us. God could have done any other way. Quite honestly, as a pastor, it would be easier if he did it any other way. Because then you're like, you don't have people like, what are you talking about right now? Don't talk, right? But if I'm true to God's word and what he said, this is the truth, is that God has designed this for you. Um, that, that he's designed it for you. That part of taking the land, that, that, uh, that they couldn't step forward until they gave further into what they gave to God. And it's not just like financial. Like I think that peace is tied to it. Joy is tied to it. Relying on God is tied to it. Jesus said this. He said, where uh, your money is, there your heart is also. And, and in Proverbs it said that, that you need to be aware of where your heart is because it sets the direction of your life. So God has designed a way that you would actually keep your direction and your attention onto him, and that is through partnering with him and tithing. Uh, uh, and that it's interesting that, um, that Achan had that hidden deep. But, it was, but tithing really is, is for us to align our hearts with him. It's not a money thing. It's a, it's a heart thing. It's kind of like right now. Do you know the, the weather in, in uh, Cancun? Yeah, me neither. I don't know. It's probably warm. But if you were going tomorrow, you would know. If you booked a trip tomorrow, you would know. Why? Because you've invested in it. So now your attention, you're probably right now in service checking, what's the weather? What's the weather? 
scrolling up again. What's the weather? Why? It's because you're invested there. You're, so your attention's there. So God's designed it so that when we give our tithes and offerings to the Lord, it's actually so that our attention is there. But pride says, hey, no, I got it from here. So Achan pride, he took the robe, and I think that's making the identity, what we do or what we have is our identity rather than what God has designed. Gold, being the Lord of the king of your own life, and silver, withholding from God what he says is his. So, and, and to take the land, if we have pride, Proverbs 16, 18 says this, is uh, pride comes before the fall. We see this with Adam and Eve. We see this with Satan and Achan. Uh, wow, Achan, your name rhymes. Oh my gosh, he is rough here. But pride will cause you not to fully walk into what uh, God has for you. And uh, it was hidden underneath his tent. What good is any of those items? I think pride too. It, it can be hidden in our heart. And what good is it though? Now, back to uh, my group counseling session about running. Uh, <laughs> when I was stopped at four, four blocks in and my muscles were so sore, what did I need to do? I needed to, to stretch to get the aching out. Yeah. I needed to stretch and do something so that I could stretch out my muscles and keep going forward. I, I think there are some things that you can actually do to get rid of your ache and pride that will actually be stretching uh, for sometimes, maybe even uncomfortable, but it will allow you to actually run into what God has for you. Uh, the first one is this, is I think to give God credit, to give God glory. 1 Corinthians 1 tells us to boast only in the Lord. Even that scripture that I read earlier, Psalms 34, I will boast in the Lord. That, that we boast or brag on God in our talk, talk about what he is doing, what he's done. Like, okay, uh, I thank God for this house that I'm in. God, you've provided this for me. Or God, I thank you that. And you, 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 you say what he is doing. You praise him. And praise isn't just like, a, like the fast part of like the worship set. It's like, God, I'm worshiping you. God, you're so faithful. You're so good. And making part of your talk, giving cred to God, giving glory to God. God, I thank you for this. Something that we do with our kids often is we talk about like what, uh, whatever we're going through or uh, what we have, we like, this is the Lord. Like we thank God for this house. We're, we thank God that the Lord provided this car. We thank God that he got us in and gave us favor so that you could be in the school that you're in. We thank God that, that for your sister that is, is sometimes nagging you, Levi, but we thank God for her. Um, and you should too in that moment. No, just kidding. Just kidding. But seriously. You should, um, but <laughs> or that that like something goes right at work. God, thank you for that. God, you made that happen. I remember like when when uh, we had a business and like literally um, like we did some strategic things. We could have said, and it was going very well to this day. The business that we're no that we sold is still going so well, but we could have been like, oh man, look at our strategic planning. <laughs> Whoo! Did you see how I cold called? No. I know that it was the favor of the Lord. 
Like, it's not like, and really, did we offer too much more than other people? Well, some would say maybe we followed up, but um, it was the favor of God. So, so giving credit to God, making that part of it. God, we give credit. We give glory to you. Proverbs uh, 3, verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. So you go. I think the second thing is to acknowledge God, to go to him, to seek him and say, God, what way do you have me to go? Not, God, this is the way I'm going. I'm looking for a rubber stamp. But God, what way do you have for me to go in this situation, in the challenges of life and also in the victories of life? God, I'm acknowledging you in this way. God, I'm, I'm putting this before you of what way should I go? What should I do here? God, with my kids or God, with this relationship or God, with this friendship, what should I do here? And that he will guide your path. That he will guide your path and it will be in his right timing. God, what should I do with this hurt? Acknowledge him and bring it before him. And I think the third thing is give what God's, what he says is his. What God's, give God what is God's. Give him the glory. Give him, he says, the tithe. Give him the talent. Give him your time. Give him what he is asked. And I think as we do that, it's, it's at times it can be stretching. Like when you're going through a challenge, a hard situation, and you're like, okay, I'm going to give God glory and thank him right now. I don't feel like this. It's stretching. But God, I thank you that you are delivering me. I thank you that though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I know that you are with me. Right? I, I, even though it's maybe a little bit further or, or hard for me to do, but I'm going to stretch and do what you've said so that I get this ache and pride, even if it's hidden in my heart, so that I can go further in what you have for me. Because I'll tell you what, I think Achan missed out. Like, cool, I'm sure that robe was pretty. I'm sure the gold was shiny. I'm sure those coins, you probably did a Scrooge duck thing and put them there and you tried to dive, but you didn't have enough. But if he would have just instead said, God, what is yours is yours. I'm giving you what is yours is yours. I think what was further was so much better. See, they defeated 33 kings in total. They went further. There was greater, greater abundance in the Lord. But Achan, because of that, he stopped there. But I think as we give God what is his, as we give him cred, as we acknowledge him in all his ways, as we stretch that Achan pride out, as we humble ourselves before him, Scripture tells us, as we humble ourselves before him, that he will exalt you. I don't want to exalt myself in any situation. Because if I like hype stuff up and make it happen, then I got to maintain it. But if God is the one who leads, who brings you there, then he's the one who will maintain it. Rather than me trying to make my peace and make my joy and like I'm just making myself happy by doing whatever I feel to make me happy. Eventually all that will run out and I got to try and keep my joy up. But instead, if I allow him to be my joy and follow him, and he will lead me into joy, then I don't need to sustain it. God's sustaining it. And I think there's an abundance there that as we, as we do this, as we walk further in what God has for you.
Thank you for joining us for the Thrive Church Podcast. We hope this message encouraged you, built your faith, and helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We would love to see you on a Sunday soon, in person or online. You can get all the information at thrivecalgary.ca. If you would like to support a partner with Thrive Church financially, you can do so by going to thrivecalgary.ca and click the Give button. Know God is for you. We love you and have a great week.